Okay. Who would you cast as an unstoppable killer in a gym spa based movie in the eighties? David Hasselhoff, Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. or Eric Estrada? Mark, why don't you lead us off here? Is this a horror movie or? Oh, just it's a horror movie. Okay. It's a horror movie. Would you have an unstoppable killer in a you know romantic uh, comedy, a home, like a lifetime, a lifetime movie? movie? Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> um, can I pull an audible and say Richard Simmons? No. Okay, Richard. You can cast Simmons. him as a side character. Go way off script here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to see the Hoff. I don't think anybody else embodies the 80s more than the Hoff himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's the Night Rider. He's the Baywatch. The literal Bay yeah. of watching. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, he's dude, the whole Bay. Like I, I can't think of anybody else that really other than like maybe Michael Jack. Okay. There's a few other people <laughs> that I could think of, but I would probably choose Hasselhoff. He's got the build. He seems like he's tall. That hair is amazing. Well, they all had amazing hair in yeah. the 80s. Estrada, Swayze, and Hasselhoff always all had the hair. Okay, well then I can't pick on hair alone. Then uh, I'm gonna. You can if you want. I'm not gonna limit your choices, <laughs> except for Richard Simmons. We're limiting that choice. Yes. Yeah. Did you know he had hair implants? Who, Richard Simmons? Yeah, he was bald. Uh, huh. No, that's incredible. Yeah, he was also one of the Fruit of the Loom fruits in the underwear commercial when they oh. would dress up like fruit. My, my man has a storied history. That's right. Anyway, Hasselhoff. I, for one, can't believe you put baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, nobody does that. So I would say uh, uh, Mr. Patrick Swayze. You going Swayze crazy on us? I, oh, 100%. That actually could be the name of the movie. Swayze, Swayze crazy. crazy. I like it. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, there could be some stupid workout called the Swayze that then <laughs> kills you. Um, I mean, what more is there to say? He can play a bouncer, so he can definitely play a killer. Uh, he probably has some sort of karate skills that he can uh, use. So Karate. Yeah. Uh, and you cannot put him in a corner. Have you fleshed out the Swayze yet? The actual activity, the, the act- exercise. Yes. Yeah. Does, it, does it require a step? Well, it's machine. the 80s. So it's going to be uh, aerobics of some kind. So you're going to have to jumping. wear tons of spandex. Uh, of course, to be cutting edge, the spa slash gym would need to be, have everything run by a computer, even things that don't need to be. Mm-hmm. So the Swayze mm-hmm. would involve fighting with a computer in uh, spandex. Now, let me counter you again. Yes, please because do. Because as pictured in Knight Rider, we've already got a computer system ready to go for your club. Oh. The Hasselhoff's got Kit. Yeah, but Kit is not going to Increase resistance gym. up to 76. I can't do that, Michael. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I will not kill your patrons. No, Kit, Kit's way too classy to be running a gym. Look, you think whatever so? Is, whatever you take your floppy disk and you plug it into, that's what he's running, okay? He doesn't have much of a choice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think Kit has so some... Kit would be the classiest refrigerator ever? If well, we... <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I think Kit has some say in where you're sticking his floppy disk. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not a person. He's a program at this point. <laughs> We haven't gotten to the point where we're accepting of artificial intelligence to have its own rights yet. All right, Garrett, bring us home. What, 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 are, we, what are we doing here? Wow. Um, this got heated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Eric Estrada. Oh. I feel like he's just got that like that zany energy that he brought to Chips. Yeah. He's got the hair. He has big sunglasses, right? He he does. Well, and Chips, in yes. Chips, yeah. Yes, he so, does. Um, you've all heard him on C-Lab 2021, mm-hmm. Go Crazy. You know, so I feel like he could he could really pull this off with the strength of ten gorillas. Ten gorillas. <laughs> why so short? <laughs> well, guys, we're missing the. It's obvious. a limitation of robotics, just <laughs> yeah. like the, oh. the spa. Oh, in think, case we haven't spoiled the movie we're doing yet. I think we really missed the mark. It could be all three of them, and it could be called the Three Workout Amigos or something. Yeah, and then all three of them could be in on it. The Three Bromigos. Three Bromigos. I will say, Garrett, I don't think you can spoil Death Spa. 
There's nothing to spoil here. You're assuming there is a story that starts from the beginning and goes to the end. Uh, that is barely true. Well, let's see if we can do it. Hit the theme. <laughs> hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, join with Jarrett and Gaunt. I did it. I did it. I've been doing so good lately, and then I did it. Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Not too shabby, my man. The weather is cooled off. Thank God. I finally wear a hoodie again, dude. You know I can only wear a hoodie for like two months out of the year in yeah. Texas. It's miserable. Except for in uh, where uh, we work, it is very cold in there often. Mm, yeah, but so. I am what scientists call a sweater. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I sweat anytime that it's not at least 50 degrees outside. That's unfortunate for you. On, so. Yeah. Cut those sleeves off. Oh, is that the trick? Just let those puppies breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we're dynamic. dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up to since last time? Uh, not much. Just continuing to read Dr. Sleep. Nothing more to report there. Uh, the pages keep coming and they don't stop coming. That was almost a song. It, it was a reference to a song. Which one? Uh, All Star. Oh, by, God uh, damn their it. seminal <laughs> hit. Did you not know, know that, Mark? I thought that was like... It was kind of there. Like it was in there. Oh. It was like that's something I've heard before. I was like, why are you baiting this? Like, <laughs> come on, man. We know where he's going with it. Yeah. I, mean, I sort of only kind of knew where he was going with it. <laughs> I watched Phantasm 2 finally. So I've seen all the movies. Ah. I, it was okay. I like the original better. Phantasm 2 had much better uh, special effects. Definitely there, yeah. It had that department going for it, but I just... The story is batshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, not to say I didn't like it, but I just, I prefer the original. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch, though. I feel like the not knowing what the hell was going on in the original made that more enjoyable than, like, knowing what was going on in part two. Probably so, yeah. Because he was like, he was like, oh, okay, well, where's this? Where's this? And it's like, you kind of knew what to expect in the first one. You're just like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. But I love that we've got the introduction to Reggie's triple barrel shotgun. Triple barrel. <laughs> Dude, he's off the chain with that well, thing. Well, I mean, some people only use two barrels. What if you had to just slap a third one on there? Then Dude, what? Reggie is not going to do things normally, okay? No. We know that. Why use Reggie's two a pioneer. Use three? Reggie's an Reggie's innovator. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he is, he's like, he might ascend like Ash Williams. Right. At this point. This one goes Ooh. to 11, dude. So Yeah, he leavened it up. I recommend it. Check it out. But I didn't enjoy it as much as the uh, the original. I have actually been delving back into some of the old horror comics. Um, I've been going through the Vampirellas. I've been reading some of the um, the old Tales in the Crypt, which I found out like was actually originally a different titled series multiple times before it eventually it became wasn't it Tales. Like Crypt. a guy, like an actual person before it was a skeleton. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see the stuff before Tales in the Crypt. Okay. I just kind of found some like digital Tales in the Crypt copies, right and on. I was like reading those. Um, but. Yeah, it like went through like three different names or something like that. And towards the end of its like 27 issue run, eventually became Tales in the Crypt. But um, no, I got inspired by that because I've been reading the uh, the Immortal Hulk series um, by Al Ewing and art by Joe Bennett. And Joe Bennett's art style in this this Hulk book, they've taken Hulk into this like really horror-esque like monstrosity. He mm -hmm. like at one point like rips his face off and is like yelling at someone. I mean like it's, but uh, Bennett's art style is very similar to the old uh, horror comics. So I've been kind of like you know dabbling back in the old stuff just kind of That's seeing cool. how that went I even kind of like gotten some of the old conans you know to see the whole art style there but uh -huh. yeah i went back and checked out some of the old horror um comics 
they don't hold up extremely well, but I'm sure at the time they were like crazy. It was like, like the oh 50s, man. Oh, they were was, scared of everything. Yeah, it was like way back. I don't know the exact time frame, but... Um, what if an ant became big? I don't know. <laughs> Throw it on screen. Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what's going on. You, but yeah. you sir, an artist. <laughs> but yeah, I would actually, if you if you like uh, like Marvel stuff and you like horror comics, uh, the Immortal Hulk series from 2018, I think it's only like 25 issues in so far. Hmm. It's been pretty solid, but also the old art style that tells McCrit, man... I mean, that's just something about it. Yeah. It's like just weirdly depth creepy. I bring it up every time we talk about Tales from the Crypt, but it needs to be easier to watch Tales from the Crypt. I don't understand how it's not streaming somewhere. Well, it's on iTunes. Yeah, I, I was actually last night looking for it, and you can buy all the seasons on iTunes. Only 10 bucks a season. Okay, how many seasons are there? There's like nine. Seven. Oh, seven. seven. 70 Sorry. bucks for Tales from the Crypt? I'd the actually first, drop that. The first season's 10, then it goes to 1999. Oh. I know that because I was literally looking at it yesterday. Okay. But I think it also has more episodes in it. I think yeah, they did the first like, one I like six episodes or something like that yeah and then after okay. that it's like higher but sorry i thought they were all nine. let me stream it for free yeah, it's weird it's not on hbo yeah that's what i don't aired, understand so. they still own the rights to that i wonder they must not it's got it well i mean a lot of those episodes had famous people in them. like i remember whoopi goldberg showing up in one or two of whoopi! them so i assume that every time that airs they got to pay somebody and maybe they just don't want to do that, right? You know, so. They have old shows with famous people on HBO Go. So, I mean, the rights are probably tangled up somewhere, as we often well, Law find Law & Order out, also but... has that, and Law & Order's prices have never dropped. I yeah. think it's just the show and like what they choose to do with it. Well, Herbert Buford O'Neill, <laughs> please let us know where we can find this program. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made that up. I hope that's not really the person's initial <laughs> name. I'm thinking it stands for Home Box Office, but I could be I wrong. think you're right. It is Home Box Office. <laughs> no, definitely Herbert, Herbert Buford, Buford O'Neill. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's the CEO. <laughs> Sense. <laughs> All right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. We're talking about 1989's Death Spa in Europe, known as Witch Bitch. Are you serious? Yeah. They wow. can use the word bitch in a title? Apparently. Huh. I don't know. This they're seems much, like they're one much of those... more like, you know, willing to deal with yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, it must only be called that in England. I mean, because I imagine in in respective countries, they use their own All language. Right, look, I didn't research it enough to give you an answer. <laughs> I didn't go past. It was in Europe known as Witch Bitch. But give you're me right. the deets. <laughs> Knowing the history of the UK's video nasties attacks, yeah. you know, going against all those horrible movies, it's, it's weird that this one might have made it through because it gets pretty gory. It does, actually. Yeah, it's one of the few redeeming features. <laughs> that and its length. This one was directed by Michael Fishna, written... I don't care about the writers. Um, well, the interesting because they wrote like nothing else. Right. This is the only movie, and they've never like they have no horror history. They just were like, you know what? Let's fuck around in spas. The most interesting thing about the writers is one of them's name is Mitch Paradise. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> oh, That's a fancy '80s name, isn't it? Yeah, he was fucking coked out of his mind for sure. <laughs> uh, the cast of this one is William B. Miller as Michael Evans, Brenda Bakke as Laura Danvers, Merritt Buttrick as David Avery. Side note, unfortunately, this was Merritt's last film. Oh, uh, He died shortly after filming this. You may know him from Star Trek 2 and 3 as the son of William Shatner. He played David also oh, in that mm -hmm. series. Uh, he was also in Fright Night Part 2, so he had done a couple other horrors oh, wow. before this. So Robert Lipton as Tom, Alexa Hamilton as Priscilla Wayne, the most notable person that you probably recognize from other horror films like Devil's Rejects. Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw 3 is Ken Foree as Marvin, Rosaline Cash as Sergeant Stone, Francis X. McCarthy as Lieutenant Fletcher, Sherry Shattuck as Catherine, Hank Cheyenne as Robert, Chelsea Field as Darla, and Joseph Whip as Dr. Lido Moray. Oh, he's, he's a doctor. Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Death Spa. For a workout in hell. <laughs> 
Hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. This one is shapely, beautiful, demonic, and dead. She's also insanely jealous. And one by one, the beautiful people of her husband's health club become victims possessed by her evil spirit. And each meets a grisly death. Check this one out. It's from the people who brought you faces of death. And it's not recommended for the squeamish. In this spa, you'll sweat blood. Is that really what the back of the fucking VHS says? Is that what this movie is supposed to be about? Oh my God. What did you think it was about? I mean, the people... I thought it nailed it. The people do not get possessed. Well, they don't get possessed. No, but only only one one person is potentially possessed. Oh, he's definitely possessed. There's two possessions in this movie. The pirate. Oh, yeah. And her brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's a pirate in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> the Halloween party at the oh, end. No, yeah. the Mardi Gras party. It's or not whatever. a Mardi okay. Gras party. Yeah. Well, you could have fooled okay. me. The brother... Uh, I mean, so many, so many questions. We're off to a terrible start. This is great. The, was the... Okay, I mean, yes, we're led to believe the brother is possessed because when, he show, when she shows up, it's a completely different actress. We're not led to believe. They literally have like a, a possession fight on the yes. ground at the end of the movie. But for most of the movie, a lot of the movie, they... Okay, there are times where he's do talking. To, do you need to take a moment? Yes. And take a breather. There are times where he's talking to his sister. So, theoretically, after they talking banged. to himself, he's talking so, to like himself. But we, oh man, this movie. All right, just keep going. <laughs> All right, this one has no reviews by critics In on the, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and it has a 31% out of 243 reviews of the audience. It's about to get one review from critics. <laughs> All right, I uh, I have a lot of fun with this movie. I think it is over the top ridiculous. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and it doesn't really draw the conclusive line that would lead me to believe these events would occur or take place in any form or fashion in reality. But this is like the epitome of 80s film. You know what I mean? I, I will say, I wrote a note while watching this, that no movie has ever 80s more than this movie has 80s. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but then I thought of Howling too, and I was like... They could probably fight it out. <laughs> I don't know. The Howling basically was like very Transylvania-y. So yeah. I was all like, there's, I'm sure there's like movies in the 90s or 70s that felt very much like that. This movie was 80s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie was written by the 80s. Yeah, it feels like... <laughs> the this, decade. This Herbert mo- Buford 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie is like what someone who only watched Stranger Things that was like, write a movie about the 80s, assumed the 80s looked like, and apparently it really fucking did. <laughs> Uh, at least in the health spa that where those two guys were going. Someone watched I Love the 80s without all the quips from the yeah. comedians and was like, I got this. <laughs> Make the hair bigger. Make the outfits more 80s. Yeah, a lot more spandex. Yeah. yeah. What a, what a John, I have a question for you. Yes. Does this soundtrack slap? okay it was okay i would not call i personally wouldn't say that it slapped but uh it was all right this soundtrack thumps though i will i will say (laughs) that if i could find it i would buy it but i cannot find it online i I feel like you're not gonna ever find this yeah it doesn't slap it at best taps (laughs) (laughs) this taps thumps but doesn't slap Uh, oh man yeah the soundtrack was great to this it was just like oh wow they have a fucking perfect song for every scene and i'm i'm just gonna put this out there and then i will i will say my piece uh if I had to choose between watching nothing in this movie, I think nothing would win every time. <laughs> so uh, that's how I feel about this. I feel like there were certain scenes. So find the scene with the fish on YouTube. Watch that. You got what you needed. 
in the refrigerator? Yeah, with the fish death. That was like the best part. The eel? <laughs> I thought yeah. it was like an eel. Well, no, they were making sushi. Oh. Yeah, Remember? I mean, so it, it could like, be an eel, I it guess. It looked like a barracuda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It didn't yeah. look like any fish you'd actually want. <laughs> there is a barracuda that comes back to life after being half like chopped up yeah, for sushi, mid-sushi and attacks a cop in a fucking gym by the way yes oh this gym has everything so we're we're the movie starts and we're basically uh, a slow shot crane shot down yeah. over la into a parking lot where we see the star body health spa and it's all written in neon letters they're all different colors the font is it the, the letters are so thin good luck seeing that sign from the right. highway and be able to read it <laughs> it looks like squiggly lines completely ineffectual at its job of being a sign but then it gets hit by lightning Mm. And then the sign changes to just say death spot. The neon lights of the letters go out. Except the for the ones, ones yeah. Spells out death now, I actually really like this. That was I actually kind of cool. cool. I wish it was more visible, though. Right. Did the, the lightning, was that just like an intro scene, or was the lightning part of this possession plot? I think it might have been the introduction of the ghost to our character's spa. Well, so ghosts travel via lightning? Well, lightning, yes. in the 80s, uh, lightning had wildly unpredictable properties. It could send you back in time. Mm-hmm. It could charge cars. It can bring possession ghosts. It can bring Jason Voorhees back yeah. to life. Uh, it could basically bring a Barbie doll into a supermodel. Yeah. It can give Flash his powers in the television show The Flash. So, lightning, very powerful. Science, baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then 1990 came and lightning lost all of its powers. Another resource we ruined I think was we, taken out by radioactive ooze. <laughs> <laughs> we cumulatively decided that Hollywood needs to do better. Yeah. It's like, no more lightning <laughs> origins. Do better, damn it. Nobody told Death Spa this story, though. <laughs> but yeah, to your point, John, this spa has everything. It has a full gym. It yes. has a juice bar. It has a freezer section. It has a pool. It has a steam room. A it sushi has- bar. A sushi bar. Yes, also. a regular bar. Yeah, no, I don't think they served alcohol, though, because at one point, the cop's like, this would be good with whiskey. Oh, yeah. It. And they don't think yeah, it's like a not, juice bar. You're not going to serve alcohol at a gym. It was like a gym. juice bar. You could, you, yeah. uh, but you'd serve sushi. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, and they don't a serve free, coffee. A free sushi meal, that, a pre-workout sushi yes. meal. It's also built upon a basement that must also run like a train station. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that basement, but it's not a gym's basement. No. And this whole giant facility is run on state-of-the-art untested technology written by the owner's brother-in-law and their computer room i mean i think i wrote is this like a starship i don't under you would think it'd be running off of like a commodore no this is like mission control walls and walls of panels and buttons (laughs) let's talk about that control panel for a moment you're right it looks like something that would have been in nasa yes blinking lights everywhere what are that would just give me a headache um the room is like has no overhead lighting, is lit in blue. Yeah, of course, as you do. (laughs) I mean, you know, I have a blue light in my bedroom, but like the thing is, is like I don't bathe my work area in blue. It's like a a sealed door to get in and out. A card Uh, key, yeah. Yeah, card key door. And it controls every little facet of anything that could possibly go on inside this health club to the point where we're supposed to believe that this computer can change the tension of a dumbbell barbell set. Yes. Like as the guy's working out, it's like 110 pounds, 120 pounds. We're going to increase this until you die. And it's like, (laughs) no one would make a fucking computer system. That would have been a multi-billion dollar project. Right. And it also seems pointless because there's a point where a screw on a diving board gets loosened (laughs) by a ghost. And I was like, well, the computer couldn't control the diving board. I know that much. But then it was like, if you can control it by hand, you don't need to go through the computer Did for all the this. Did the ghost do that? Because there's two parallel 
stories going on yes, in because here. Marv because Marv says he fixed the diving board. Right, but there's a lawyer involved who also oh, wants the his gym. Buddy, his yes. buddy, that whole plot line did not even need to exist in this <laughs> no. movie. And they introduce it like two thirds of the way through the film. It was like, oh, by the way, there's a there's a shakeup, like forced buyout happening. I wonder if everybody time. was figuring the movie out right away and they were like, oh, we got to put a red herring in here quick. So <laughs> I thought the lawyer loosened the bolt. Well, no, you actually saw oh. it, though. You saw it on the. Oh, like, that's the right. Itself. So. So the ghost, not only is she a ghost in the machine, but she's also physically <laughs> a real ghost. She's also inanimately controlling things. And this leads me to my next point. What is the ghost power set? Everything. Anything. Everything under the sun. Yes. So. She's also super strong because she like smushes a guy's face to death like instantly. But to your point real quick, John, about the, the diving board. Yes. It might have been the lawyer because remember there's a point where um, our lead character confronts the lawyer and the girl he's sleeping yeah. with. And it's like, did you guys do the steam? They're like, well, it's only supposed to be like a mild chlorine gas. And then it's like, did you guys do the diving board? And then it's like, they kind of look away. Like they never right. answered the question. So I was like, maybe the diving board was the lawyer. But, but they, but they focus on the screw and you watch unscrewing it unscrewing itself. itself. But so if it's a loose screw, it might just be coming all the way loose. Well, here, but that's not how a diving board works though. No, it's not held together right. by one bolt. <laughs> Back to the power set of our ghost, Catherine. Yes. Um, she can do possession. Definitely. She can control inanimate objects. Yes. Okay. She can fling bathroom tiles. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Because uh, they make a point. It's like, the computer doesn't control the bathroom tiles. Like, no, duh. Like, <laughs> why would it? Um, she can project nightmares into people's minds. Yes. She can bend wood planks inside a sauna and stab people through the back of the head. Yeah, that's like child's play for her. <laughs> she can explode guns while they're being held by hands. Yep. And she can set stuff on fire. Right. Did I miss anything? Yes. She can also trans like not only is it possession she changes what the person physically looks like (laughs) when she takes over them uh the person it's not you're not thinking like exorcist possession here it just their whole body transforms into catherine yeah i've never seen a ghost with a power set like this before (laughs) she made the transformers with that noise each time i would have been like makes sense to me yeah Yeah, why not I just, man, what else could we throw into this fucking sink of powers? Whatever the plot needs. I feel like they had a two sentence like plot and they were just like, throw anything in here that makes these things work. Well, the premise, I really dig the premise of what a horror movie set in a gym. All right. That's cool. I like that idea. But then they're like, let's make it possession based. It's also a haunting. This guy's let's it's corporate espionage. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, and I think someone watched it a little too much Night Rider, and that's why <laughs> they made the computer system control the whole thing. Yeah. So, so back to Star Body Health Spa. Oh, the movie starts out and it's like closed for bit. You know, everything's closed except one girl's like doing her dance routine by herself in the area, which she, they show us the whole thing as the credits roll. Yes, yeah. so that's the credit scene. Her name's Laura. Laura. She sits down and then Marv, which we don't know is Marv at no. the time. We just see a dude walk up next to her and then she gets startled like, oh my God. And he's Wait, like, hey, I, pretty, how you doing? I wrote the old creeper creep because he just like shuffles up silently and it's like, dude, what are you should never sneak up on someone like that. Announce yourself. Right. Yes. Like, she's clearly got her back to everything, which is not a place I would sit. But. No, but she thinks she's alone. Also, this spa slash gym. I, I'm not even going to waste time trying to get into that like demarcation, <laughs> but let's customers just stay after close. I feel, I feel like she was like a really like solid customer. Like, well, yeah, Marv's like, lock up when you're done. You're the last one out. And yeah. I was like, I don't know if that's how a business works. Generally, no. I think it's because there seems to be a relationship forming between the owner and this woman. Oh, that's right. true. You know that's I mean? true. Yeah, they yeah. do have a thing so going on. So it's probably on. like, hey, you know, stay after hours if you want, whatever. 
Okay. So okay. she's like the last one to lock up. But it's, even then, from like an insurance right like, liability, point, like, yeah, you don't want to leave anybody who's a customer alone in your place. Especially consider what's about to happen. Do you think Mitch Paradise really thought about this stuff when he wrote this script? No, sir. Mitch, Mitch, baby, <laughs> are you, you think, thinking about insurance? <laughs> do you think any of these guys actually owned a spa of any kind? Yes. No. They were like, "Hey, what's real hot right now? There's a billion uh, health spas popping up everywhere. Let's make a horror movie." No, I read that the uh, the male lead wasn't an actor he owned a gym oh really yeah and that's why they they cast him it was in um on the slash film or whatever they mm. did a behind the scenes of this and yeah the guy just happened to own a gym and they were like all right well you're in well i hope he was a better owner in real life than he is in this movie i doubt he it sucks as an owner <laughs> oh man it's so crazy we're like so... four minutes into the film right now not even that <laughs> we gotta be less than that well laura decides she's gonna go into the sauna and uh, she's she's getting undressed. She's setting down, laying down inside the, uh, inside the sauna. Yeah. And you can just see, like you were saying earlier, stuff is starting to pump in. And I thought it was just steam. It Me was too. originally steam. It was. It was okay. originally steam. But then eventually it kind of changes thickness. Fair warning here for anyone watching this movie. This sauna scene is borderline softcore porn. Yeah. yeah they, she's full on naked. Yeah. And like. I, I, multiple times I'm like, is she going to start masturbating right now? Because yeah. it was very weird. It was it was the eighties. Come on, John. Uh, but yeah, no, she's laying naked in this sauna room, and then like the the steam kind of changes a little bit, and then I guess it's like mild chlorine gas. We later learn, right? And it gets in her eyes, and she freaks out. And you think she's going to be like chlorined alive, and um, she breaks the window of the sauna room. Yes, chlorine in gas form is deadly. It wouldn't just burn your eyes out. It would right. kill well, you. It's mild. <laughs> or maybe it was something else. No, I don't they, said no, they said chlorine. Oh, right. okay. I'm just letting you know, in real life, like chlorine right. gas will kill you. It is like <laughs> against the Hague Convention to use it in war. It's so bad. Oh, wow. Like, okay. yeah. I don't know about any of these mild portions <laughs> of it, but it's not good. Yeah. We just use a mild sedative. <laughs> My point is it's not going to target your eyes. No. I feel like she broke the window before it had a chance to do anything else. But yeah, you would have breathed it in. If it got to your eyes, you would have breathed it, it in your by lungs. then. Uh, it was my, like one of my favorite parts of this whole movie so we see was it michael right yes michael rushes to the hospital and the doctor's like it's not as bad as it looks it pans over to her and she's perfect she just has a little bit of gauze <laughs> over her eyes like oh it doesn't look that bad to be honest yeah she has a little gauze over her eyes. i was like oh that's daredevil's origin story <laughs> right if you warn someone it's not as bad as it looks you're expecting like horrific damage or something and this like, doctor's bedside manner is <laughs> accurate like michael keaton's joker like scene where they hand him the mirror he yeah. starts laughing and crashes it like that. i would have loved that that was what it was it's like it's not that bad she smashes it like you're right <laughs> it's like <laughs> the the opening of this movie also when Michael's rushing to the hospital, where he's driving his like his Porsche, Porsche yeah. down the White '80s Porsche convertible. He's just driving through the '80s. <laughs> and, like the cuts of this this shot are so bizarre, especially when she smashes out of the window. Also, to get away from it, it's just like a weird jump cut. Yes, where she's all, all of a sudden outside. I was like, wait, is she still inside or outside the window? I can't tell. Well, the window looked like it was small enough for her arm to go through, and I was like. Did she, she can't reach the door handle from there. Like, did, oh. she can't climb through that hole. Like, how the hell did she get out? They explain later. I mean, well, they have multiple explanations and weirdness, <laughs> but they go, oh, someone, the the lawyer's mistress went back into the, the gym and she had some bullshit excuse of, oh, I forgot oh, something. And they found her, quote unquote. That was the girl that was working her. with the lawyer. Yeah. Right. That character's name is Priscilla. Priscilla. Uh, so that's that's how she got out. Queen but of then, the spa. Yes. Later, <laughs> they also say, that spa door doesn't have a lock. Yeah. She should have been able to just open the door. And it's like, so was it both the ghost 
and the lawyer? <laughs> well, yeah, I think the ghost locked her in, but I think the the lawyer and Priscilla were like, just basically like, if we was blind this chick, then yeah. that's going to be a lawsuit oh, and okay. we can like buy him out. All right, I think I've pieced it together. The ghost plan was to use the steam, just boil her, right? Mm. Then the chlorine started pumping through. The ghost was just like, Catherine was like, fuck it, I'm rolling with this then. Chlorine So the lawyer is. and the ghost should have like gotten their s- together. Right, little synergy there. There you go. <laughs> they should have cut the ghost in on that trade deal, you know, <laughs> sell off Michael's share of the business and then she could have been co-owner of ghost. Why would anyone even want to buy ghost spa. <laughs> ghost spa. <laughs> a gym where people are dying like flies. <laughs> No, it, that was one of my biggest questions. Uh, throughout the movie, the patrons are dying left and right. Constantly. And like Michael's thing is like, I'll extend your, your gym membership by three months. Like, fuck no, go well, find another gym. No, no, no. <laughs> he offers that. What they actually want, though, is, is to bang. Yes. Oh, man. His life is so rough. Dude, his wife. So is I think the important piece of backstory is his wife set herself on fire because she got paralyzed due to a miscarriage. Yes. And it happened like one month before this movie kicked off. It was only a month? No, it was a year. A year. It was okay. a like, year. Dude, okay, she's got reason to be So angry. within one year. year, Michael went from a married man about to have a child to someone that 80% of his gym wants to sleep with. Mm-hmm. He owns a gym now uh, and has moved on and is dating this temporarily, I assume, blind lady who he seduces with Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Asparagus. Asparagus, yes. <laughs> Get your greens right. Sorry. Well, was... I feel like after a year, they started to actually have something because Laura was all like, tells David, his brother-in-law, the, the brother of the girl who burns herself alive. She's like, I know you think that we had something going on when we were, they were alive. She was alive. We didn't, but it's been a year. He's finally like ready to like actually like see someone. I'm taking it slow with him. I'm being respectful to your sister. And so I agree that like with that whole relationship was probably on the up and up as far as like the time frame goes. If he's willing to move on that quick. But the fact that he was so willing to like three way like patrons of his business. Right. I was like, oh, maybe he moved on real quick. But who knows? I don't know how grief works for different people. He's sleeping through his gym while also being like, Laura, why don't you move in with me? Yeah, he wants her to move in at that point. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's what he, I think. That was John is one. He'd Ka- say right Catherine now. is uh, right here. But let's all yeah. no. Let's hold on a minute before you just start giving her the fucking <laughs> award of the movie. Let's see what her actual justification of doing all these murders to random people that have nothing to do with Michael's quote unquote infidelity. If you want, even though she's dead, yeah, she killed herself. I will say it's not infidelity because we don't have any facts to say that for certain. But the fact that like she didn't wait as long as she well, thought he should before moving on. But if, all she wants out of this movie is for Michael to kill himself and join her in the afterlife. Right. Yes. That is fucking stupid. That's fucked too. But wait, <laughs> we know there's infidelity because he's either cheating on Catherine or he's cheating on Laura, but he's got to be cheating on somebody. Well, maybe, well, I don't know what kind of relationship they have, him and Laura, <laughs> but like if you ask someone to move in with you, it probably be serious. Maybe they have an open thing. I don't maybe. know. But the point is, is yes, to Mark's point, she wants him to kill herself, kill himself. himself so we can both be in hell. And I, I wrote the line down. God, where is it? She at one point says, let's die together and live forever in hell. I was like, that's not a great sales pitch. Right. Also, <laughs> she's making the pitch after she already committed. Yes. So she should have had this discussion. She's like, look, I regret my decision, yeah. but I'd like someone else to be here miserable with me. Pre-self-emulation is when you have this discussion. Perhaps in all the nightmare projections that she was giving Michael, she could say, if you join me, I'll leave Laura alone. I'll right. leave your gym alone. Like, I don't no. think Michael Put your terms cared. on the table up front. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 
So let's talk about David. David is the brother of Catherine who's running the computer system that can do all the magnificent things that nothing in the 80s had ever done up until this no. point. And there's some tension there because I think David is starting to be like, well, you know, Michael, you sure got over my sister quick and you only hired me because we're sort of somewhat related by in-law status, you know, yeah. that whole thing. But yeah, he's real piece of shit. He's a douche too. And the police come in to talk to everybody about what happened with Laura and her eyes. And Dave is like, there's no fucking way. It was my machine. My tech is solid. Here's the pronouns of yesterday. You can see all my shit is on lock. Where were you between 9 and 11 last night? I was hacking. Oh, I was, what a tool. <laughs> and it's then he my ex- hobby. He explains what hacking is. Experimenting with computer programs. That was his Close definition. Enough, yeah. I was like, okay, that's kind of fair. I love these cops. Uh, I would watch a cop drama with these two. Yes, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, the, the male cop's kind of a dick. I mean, yeah, he's that's pretty terrible. Sense. He's all like, he's like, man, I should have given some of that to my wife, like inferring that he wants his dude, wife to die too. I was like, oh my God, dude. Lieutenant Fletcher and Sergeant Stone and Lieutenant Fletcher is our male detective and he almost doesn't even work. No. He's just hanging out <laughs> half the movie at the club. Like, I wish I was young and cool like the these people. Worst cop uh Ever, really. And his partner, I think, agrees, but she's also like, whatever, I'm too old for this shit. And they're kind of making bets, like, who do you think done it? And it's like, my money's on David. Like, yeah. I think it's Michael. You know, there's that back and forth, like, well, we'll banter. get to the bottom of this at some point. And in between these scenes, it's peppered in, like, just workout scenes of, like, this British dude who's out of shape, comic relief guy. Which, what was the point of that guy? He was he supposed to be there, for jokes. Right? He was Nothing. there for jokes. He wasn't funny. No, he Not wasn't anything, funny. Everything he said didn't make any sense. My favorite workout scene, though, is when this dude's like pumping iron and then this girl walks up to him and she's like, Well, how many reps can you do? Ah, uh, 15 or 20. More if I'm showing off. Well, why don't you show off for me? I never waste effort in the gym. Besides, I'm beta, you're VHS. I was like, does that mean he's gay? It I might mean know. he's gay. Yeah, I wrote... Because he's a different format. I would just uh, assume he was a gay. I thought it meant he's not compatible. I wrote yeah. burn. I assumed he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm high quality. Get out of here with your VHS trash. Oh, you think he was just like, you're not, you're on my, you're not on my level. So she got to go take dip in the pool. Cause she just got set up. That's exactly. I'm VHS and she's beta or he's beta. I'm beta. You're VHS. Is beta better than VHS? The quality was was better. Yeah. Oh, but it was more expensive. Wow. Maybe I think that is a burn. Yeah. So that's what I read. And that's what I typed in all capital letters. Cause I was like, man, I feel that one. I mean, (laughs) I kind of like the idea that he was saying he was gay. It was like code for I'm gay. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Could be either. didn't go to gyms in the 80s. No. And <laughs> or spas, if you will. Right after that, in case you thought you were done working out, there is an aerobic scene, uh, which goes on forever. Oh, we see the whole aerobic it's scene. Like five minutes of like someone. One, two, dance, turn, everybody. I was like, oh my God, okay. At one point where the instructor's like moving one of the persons, I was like, that's not how a workout works. <laughs> no. If you're assisting them, they're not burning the calories. <laughs> you're just doing but, it for them. Hey, I don't own a gym. I may be wrong. <laughs> also, no one wipes these machines down when they're done with them. Ooh, People gross. were just getting up and walking away and i was like "Ooh, this place has got to be disgusting yeah yeah that it was the 80s though they didn't have like rules back then man <laughs> and again dude i am in on this soundtrack like throughout the film i was like i would probably listen there's to this. so much good 80s <laughs> stuff and when he's driving his porsche to the hospital in the beginning it's all like yes what is going on here the only thing i really noticed in the background of i loved your phrasing mark of how when he's driving through the 80s is it's just a big mcdonald's sign and just huge red 
bread. And I was like, oh shit, our McDonald's is still the same 30 years later. Yeah, they don't so, change what's perfect. No, it's great. So uh, yeah, at some point, like people are going to continue to be fucked with and murdered throughout Yeah, like this a dead film. bird shows up. So they, they cut from this aerobic scene that serves zero purpose except to get this movie over 90 minutes to Michael's office. And I guess he opens like a drawer or his door or some, somehow a fucking dead bird ends up on the ground. It's a bird's nest with a dead bird it's in it. It's so gross. And it's not just a dead bird, it's a fetus. Yeah. It's, it's the whole thing about having the baby and Catherine oh, yeah. dying while she was, or not dying, but going paralyzed. Because yeah, he runs into the computer room with David. And he's like, do you think this is some kind of joke? He's like, you know that, you know what she thought about our marriage. And he was like, what, that it was like a, a nest and she was building a nest with you and <laughs> the baby didn't happen and a broken family. It was like this whole, like David seemed like a proto David from Prometheus. Yes. Like he had like that whole like disassociated kind of like computer esque brain, which makes sense. He's the computer hacker guy. Yeah. But he also has that British accent, very calm and collected most of the time. And it was like, oh, this is what David did before he went to work for Wayland. And then Michael gives him <laughs> the most generic threat ever. Just watch yourself or you will need medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm going to start using that to people. Yeah. Because he um, said, what are you going to do? Some jock stuff to me or something like, yeah. like, just like real, like you're going to be a tough guy. Uh, and then to John's point, we get another scene of softcore. Yes. An obligatory shower scene. <laughs> all these ladies in a, in a shower and then the doors lock. And then I got flashback of a lot of video games where the tiles start coming up, yeah. spinning around and flying at you. Mm-hmm. And they're all freaking out. And was it pumping in more chlorine gas? No, I think it's just they had it no like steam. I think it just had like the air to push the tiles okay. off and just got caught on uh, camera. And honestly, it's kind of comedic. This scene, I was just yeah. laughing because it's it. all these like naked women just sort of pretend shrieking, very poorly running away. Like there's a door and it's open, so they could just be evacuating. Like, but turn, shuffle, no, yeah. just stand there. They're cool. just kind of running around each other. It did not work how they had hoped it would. <laughs> and the, they finally get out, and Michael's there, and he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry." And then one of the girls goes, "To tell you the truth, Michael, this place could use better maintenance." <laughs> yes, I'm like what? <laughs> right. And, and that's it, when he's like, "I'll give you." three more months on your uh, your 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 membership more opportunity to die it's like yeah. lady do you really think tile shooting out is a maintenance problem and again this was a craze of the 80s there was gyms everywhere popping up this is when it exploded right you can go get another membership lady yeah. go somewhere else there's a lot of gym movies in the 80s like there's that john travolta one i mean there's so many like gym based movies in the 80s but yeah uh there's the one with um laurie strode she did one or is that the same one the same one yeah there's just one but it's a good one jamie, jamie lee curtis yeah. yeah um but yeah so like as that's going on marv um his like right hand guy is like also going around he's like i fixed that diving board and that happens early when the cops first show right. up the diving board breaks and so you see like everything's kind of going like sideways at this place and everyone keeps thinking it's a computer but then someone thinks it's sabotage and so then marv and michael are having a conversation in the room they're like man in the office and they're like i don't know man we got to figure out what's going on i'm thinking about taking the the entire computer oh, system offline and um he's like well if we do that we lose everything that makes this place special well it's the lawyer the lawyer the lawyer's right. in there and this this takes place right after another murder remember when i was saying the tension of the weights keeps yes. going up yeah i don't want to skip it, like, that because it's like the best like, scene it pulls his arm backwards until his he's ribs doing like butter, butterfly right. presses or something yeah. like that and it just keeps increasing the weight until he just snaps and everybody's just like oh no and nobody talks about it ever again people are actively dying in this club this dude is ripped apart and the staff is just like ha ha Sexy or not, people would leave Michael's club. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. Just because they're lining up to fuck him doesn't mean they'd keep showing He's up to die. The, no pain, no gain, right? baby. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's true. And then the cop comes and he's like, huh, hell of a workout plan. Weight loss through terror. Oh, like, God. Yeah. It's like the, the cop has the worst quips, dude, but they're so like, like terribly good. Somebody literally died. If he didn't die, he was maimed. I mean, like. Oh, no, that dude, that dude like had his ribs snapped yeah. apart. Uh, and this cop thought it was time to make a quip about it. Oh, and then we cut to, then there's the scene with Marv and right, uh, Michael are having conversation. Like, what do we do about this? And then they decide to play like the room Tommy was so level football where they pass the football back and forth between each other in an office five feet apart from each other. Yeah. And, and they're just having the happiest of times. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And like, it's like, guys, people are dying at your place of business. He's like, we can't take the machines offline because 20% of our members signed up during last year's Mardi Gras party. And then he's like, look, here's what we do. If we keep it open through Mardi Gras, we could shut the whole gym down for renovations. It's like, what is happening? Y'all, people are dying. Because well, that Mardi Gras party, the Mardi Gras party is like how they get all their new, like right. it's their big like membership drive but almost. it does not have to happen at the gym. It is the flimsiest plot point <laughs> to keep this murder happening. Yeah. That's really what this <laughs> just is. You gotta keep the murder machine going. Because Mitch Paradise or his his co-writer was yeah. like, hey, wouldn't they just shut this place down? I was like, no, nah, man, we're going to have a scene where that gets explained. Right. Or... We tried to shut it down. Or what if the computer was shut down? Problem solved. It's fucking paranormal. Well, they don't David, need David the computer. D- David doesn't want that to happen, though. David really is like, this is my my computer reputation on the line. He's really like committed to not having the computer go offline. <laughs> <Gym> software. <laughs> and then as this is going on, we are peppered with scenes of Michael having dreams of a wheel, of his wife in a wheelchair on a, a hillside out in the California hills being set on fire. Setting herself on setting fire. Setting herself yes. on fire. But um, no, he takes her to a house, his house to like basically keep uh, Priscilla there. She's blind. There's so many ledges uh, with no rails. It's Laura. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude, this whole shit is crazy. This house is the most dangerous place for a blind person to ever be. Right, what is happening right now? So he gets his wife, or not his wife, his girlfriend, I guess, or whatever. Yes, well, they have that really bizarre romantic scene yes. where she's like laying in his lap and he's feeding her asparagus and she's like mmm so I could stay gross. here forever and I'm like can we delete this scene there's like forever a, there's like a whole romantic montage yes. of like soft focus these real soft dissolves and fades there's like a fireplace yeah trying to make asparagus asparagus fucking sexy it's all <laughs> limp and gross oh. oh god and it's like she just came home from the hospital like the same night that's well, night her, one. Eye, her eyes are slightly irritated. <laughs> it's not as bad as it looks. Um, then we're immediately treated to another death scene in the women's locker room where I guess they have spears in these lockers. Oh, this is the after hours where. Yeah, like she's she's the last one in. Everybody else is left. And she starts hearing noises and the locker door starts slamming open. You know, like every paranormal thing has got to have the door shake right. and everything. But then she opens one up and like a spear just gets her right in the throat. Wait, what what hap- was that spear? What happens to her body? It gets pulled in. It get, got oh, pulled in. So like yeah. the spear shot out and then pulled her into the locker and then it closed because later because on. when Laura shows up to the gym to collect her things, and she's the still dead blind. body is in Laura's locker. Yeah. She can't see. But do they ever find that body later? I don't think so. Right. So what? That's what I mean. What? I mean, what happened to it? Like, so Laura agrees to move in with Mike. She's like, I got to on one condition. Take me to the gym to get my stuff, lady. Do you fucking live in the gym? <laughs> that's, that's what my roommate said. She's like, she live at the gym. Uh, yeah. Why don't you take you to your apartment and get your right. things if you're moving in? <laughs> so apparently, Laura homeless. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. why she was there so late. Exactly. Yeah. 
And she feels this dead body, doesn't really realize what it is, never find that dead body again. Um, so then Mike goes to a paranormal investigator. Dr. Moray. The be- uh, one of the best characters in this movie. Dr. Lito Moray, yeah. And Which he, his scene is just so weird, like he, when they introduce him. He's telling some story about ground that doesn't grow anymore, essentially. Uh, and he's like, what you just saw there was me figuring shit out from touch. He has some yeah. fancy word for it. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I touched it and I was able to sense all this psychic stuff. Psychometry. Psychometry. Yeah, psychometry. And so then he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you what happened with you. Your wife had a miscarriage. Well, give me a, give me an item of hers and he gives him like a brooch. Oh, right, yeah. And, and so he touches it, waves a little wand. He's like, your wife had a miscarriage. Uh, she was jealous of you. Then she set herself on fire. And he's like, yeah, all right, you read the newspaper. And they say she was burnt to ashes, unrecognizable yes, well, yeah. ashes. But like in one of the dream sequences, like she's burned and he runs up with a fire extinguisher and puts her out. Yeah, and dr- I was like, well, that's not unrecognizable. The you dream, know who she is. Yeah, absolutely. Does not match what they claim happens. Yes. They're also like, oh, it's in the garden, but she's on some sort of mountain. She's on the California hills on the yeah. edge of the, like where the so, hot tub again, is. The continuity of Mitch Paradise's script is just all over the place. Lacking. So yeah, so then Michael's like, I'm, I'm not believing your bullshit. And so he's like, oh, but also Ness. You wanted a nest, and she thought it was a nest, and he goes on the, the whole nest story. And Michael's just like, oh, yeah, all right, I guess you are psychic. Michael is immediately on board, like, okay, you get it. He's this like, you're, what's up? You're hired. He's so I wrote, he's in the presence of real magical shit, and he's just so blasé about it. Like, all right, yeah, come over to the gym, I guess, and uh, we'll he's go like, from there. I guess he's also a detective, because <laughs> yeah. he's like, I have this gun. I'll hang out at your club tonight, and I'll get to the bottom of this. Then he goes, there's more. You know, when he pulls out the gun, he goes, there's more to this job than things that go beep and buzz I'm like, does anything go beep and buzz in this job his psychometry yeah. so michael has this thing where he's like girls all exchange your membership by three months to these other set of girls and they're like well how about you know you just work us out or something like right. that and they, like, they make some three-way reference and he's like okay cool tomorrow after like after your workout meet me and they're like okay so these two girls are there they're getting ready to like go like bang michael and then one of them gets a note that's like Hey, meet me down in the basement. It's come alone, signed Michael. This note couldn't have been any weirder if it was cut out of magazine letters. (laughs) It's so weirdly blatant. I have the sex. (laughs) Meet me downstairs at 2 (laughs) a.m. And so the other girl's like, oh, hey, I'm pretty tired. I'm not going to go meet Michael in his office. Um, I'll talk to you later. She goes down to the basement and then she gets like hydrochloric acid from the yeah, sprinklers. Yeah, this scene was actually really good, except for the fact that this basement is in a different movie. She goes down the stairs and enters some new movie where this basement makes sense. Oh yeah, it's a warehouse district <laughs> all of a sudden. It's got like boilers and fog. And it's like, also very disgusting, so Michael's not keeping his basement clean. No. Well, you gotta have a lot of steam in this, this spa, <laughs> so maybe this is where all this equipment's stored, but anyway, yeah. It's supposed to be state-of-the-art place with a you know computer system that costs a billion the dollars. The top is state-of-the-art. Do you know how much mold is in that basement? He bought she, all his boilers secondhand. <laughs> she didn't die from the sprinkler. That was black mold inhalation. <laughs> but you're right. She like the, the sprinklers kick on downstairs and it's raining some chemical and she falls on the ground and she just melts away and fizzles out. And it's really well done. Yeah, I think it was the best effect in the movie. I think so Super too. gory and nasty. And then we cut back. Then that's when we cut to Dr. Demo- the Dr. Moray scene. 
And then, yes, so Dr. Murray's going to spend the night at the club. <laughs> Jesus. The cops are still trying to figure out what's going on. At this time, roughly around this time, is when Michael figures out that the lawyer and Priscilla have been sabotaging his shit. Yeah, and, I don't, and he goes and confronts them. How does he figure it out? Because oh. I, I don't remember, like, I'm, I maybe... Oh, I know what it is. Oh. Because at some point, the lawyer was messing around with the pipes, and he left his watch. Oh, yeah. That's so Michael right. found the watch in, like, the maintenance area, and he's right. like, ha-ha, I sleuthed it myself. <laughs> I know whose calculator watch this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did have a calculator watch. I've, uh, but yeah, that, that's right. He Sherlocked this all together. And they immediately confessed to the crime. I mean, they literally almost killed a person. Yes. He could have called the, the detectives and be like, hey, by the way, boom, boom. They confessed Dude, to this. This shit. was some Scooby Doo level shit. They're like, we would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that watch. But we're still gonna do it, Michael. You're still gonna get fucked out of your shares of the business, right? You know? Well, like, and the, okay. the lawyer's a real dick too because, like, he's like, so this the the hydrochloric acid, and they're like, yeah, that was us. And then he's like, and this, and they're like, yeah, that was us. And then they're like, what about this? And then they're like, the Priscilla's like. Well, that may have been us. And then the lawyer's like, wow, it sounds like you know a lot more about this plot than I do. And I was like, you fucking asshole. I was Push like, her ass under the bus. Way to just put it all on her. And then and Michael like was like, fuck you guys. And then like right after that scene, Priscilla's like, I've met some real fucking dirty creeps in my life, but you take the cake. And he's like, I'm sorry. She's like, it's a compliment. And I was like, what? Yeah, what? I was like, what? That's the craziest shit. And then she leaves. So like they're done. So that whole sabotage plot right. line is done. Yeah. We never hear about it ever again. Nope. Death Spa. What? That would have really been a great title for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is this when David goes to meet? David goes over to see Laura, Laura. as they're over at his place oh, to try what to a see weird David. Scene. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure David meant to kill Laura in that moment. But then with the someone, screwdriver. Yeah, right. And so she lets him in. She's like, uh, and, and I wrote down, Michael just lets anybody into his house when he's not home. What's his problem? Like, Easily, yeah. So David's in there, Laura's in there, and then some random woman shows up and's like, I'm here to deliver Michael's <laughs> groceries. And I'm like, what else does Michael David like? David grabs and is like, I'll take him. And then closes the door in her face. And she was about to walk in with him. And I was like... I guess anybody's just got an open pass to walk into this dude's Anybody. house. What yeah. other chores does he lease out to his guests? <laughs> as and, many as possible, know. probably. He's, <laughs> he's got to free up time for his three ways. <laughs> don't have time to shop. <laughs> uh, also, his front door is in a giant mirror. <laughs> so when you walk up to someone's front door, you're looking at yourself. I was like, that's the weirdest intro ever. That's the 80s for you. <laughs> but because the lady dropped the groceries off, she saw David. She had a conversation with him. I feel that's why the, they didn't go through with killing Laura right. in that moment. Oh, you there think was, so? There was a, yeah, there was a would have been obvious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, she ended up dead, and then we're like, David did it. Laura's still blind, right? Is she blind? Yeah, she's still dead. blind he's at this point. Not until the, Mardi Gras party that she actually takes her eyes He's uh, waving that off. screwdriver around like he was going to threaten her with it, but if she can't see, what was he accomplishing? Yeah, he was like like poking on his finger like, ah, I got a screwdriver, and he was like, dude, she can't tell that. Yeah, you're going to have to <laughs> actually threaten her with your that voice. That was for you. Oh, uh, the audience. Yes. Okay, that was all camera work. Correct. <laughs> so, but yeah, and like he's standing real close and she's really freaked out. She's like, I think you should go now. And he's like, maybe I will. And I'm just like, okay, God, dude, yeah. just go. Like creeper. And then the Beware cops. of the eyes of Mosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the cops and uh, Michael are over at David's house and they walk in. They're like, well, he's not alone because they see like lady stuff. Oh, right. And this is where they accuse him of being a crossdresser. Yes. Right. Yes. And they find a wheelchair and then Michael's like, my God. A burned wheelchair. <laughs> it wasn't even burned. It was oh, normal. It looked burned. <laughs> it was normal. 
How to get burned? How to get burned, Mark? <laughs> they cut to his dream and it overlays with the burn one. Oh, and it turn, okay. goes back and it's just a normal wheelchair. I'm like, <laughs> do you think when he pretended to be his because they were twins, uh, David or yeah, David and Catherine. Catherine were twins, so they shared that twin bond in the '80s, which everyone thought gave you magical powers. <laughs> um, so, do you think when he pretended to be his sister, he like played paralyzed also? Yeah. You think the he like wheels? Thing. All, wheels yeah. I think okay. he did all the he whole thing. He committed to the but whole it, thing. But he wasn't even role playing, right? He was literally possessed. Yes, he was possessed so by her. Maybe she just wanted a wheelchair. Yeah. Well, but if, but bring me my chair. If you're, if you're a ghost, <laughs> you're like I was disabled when I was alive. I might as well be disabled when I'm like you know a ghost. A ghost. But we see her walk later. Oh yeah. She. I guess she figured it out. Yeah. So then the sergeant puts out the best APB of all time. Where he's like, all right, we're looking for a male, slight build, he's six whatever, you know, 130 pounds, probably a psycho. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> he's like, oh, and get this, maybe dressed like a woman. And yeah. I was like, God, dude, you were the worst cop. Get this. <laughs> like, could you imagine seeing that wanted poster? Wanted, probably a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody in the 80s doing cocaine. Yeah. That fits everybody's MO. Oh, ah. so then we cut back to Peter Vinkman, age 60, <laughs> and Dr. Murray in the gym, which is closed down at this point. And he's investigating sounds or something. He goes in the basement and he finds the dissolved body of the girl who's still alive. Really messed up. Like her heart and her lungs are like beating and pumping and her hands are twitching. But she's like alive. Oof. But her like melted away. Not possible though in real life. No, but maybe not. Catherine was just keeping her alive. You're giving yeah. that movie a lot of credit. <laughs> Add that to our list of powers. Yes. <laughs> Can prevent death. ICU unit. <laughs> so Murray's like doing the, after he finds like the dissolved lady, I guess like the ghost of Catherine appears. Yes. Which we don't know if it's David dressed as Catherine or we don't know if it's Catherine, but it's, yeah. and he chunks the doctor around like a rag doll. All the beeps and buzzes did not help. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Murray pulls out a gun and goes to shoot the ghost or David. I keep wanting to say the ghost goes well, to shoot. It kind of is the ghost. That's why. So I understand you can feel like, because the movie does not give you a clear indication of who's no, who. It's like Catherine David. Yeah. Uh, Caved. <laughs> Catherine David. And then the gun explodes in his hand and blows his hand off completely. Ugh. Just boom. Misfires, blows his entire hand off. And then that's the last we see. Or does he get impaled? Yeah, he gets it. Like he bites yeah. it. Yeah. The doctor gets killed downstairs in the basement. And then bam, I think we cut to the Mardi Gras party the next night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and there's a new kid in the control room dressed as a pirate. Yes. Not only is he a bad actor, he's a bad control operator. Well, Michael calls the party and he was like, oh, hi, so-and-so. I don't remember the guy, the pirate guy's name, but he's like, hi, so-and-so. I need you to go in the control room. Don't let anybody in. If you see David, stop him from going in. Like, don't let anybody go into the control room until I get there. Me or Marv get there. Yeah. And, and what then, immediately happens? The ghost of Catherine or whatever. Yeah. Shows up and starts to show some skin. He's like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here, but I guess you can stay if you're going to continue classic, to take your clothes off. It's classic. You had one job, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't let anyone in there. He's like, hey, how'd you get in here, by the way? The door's locked. She's like, let me answer that with boobs. He's like, all right, I'm convinced. Uh, and then well, she, the story checks out. <laughs> no need for words here. Yeah. Continue. It's an old code, but I was going to allow it. Because <laughs> I wrote down, I was like, is this the ghost or is this David? But the thing that's weird is after he like... Like seduces and breaks the squishes the face of the pirate he guy. He gets smushed to death. <laughs> yeah, like he waves his hand and turns the computer on. Like 
like I dream a genie level, like wah, 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 wah. And then like all the computers go on. I was like, oh, so it is the ghost. And I was like, but wait, does David have these powers too now? I think we're just to assume they're one character. Yeah. When possessed, David has all the powers Catherine has. Okay. Yeah. And looks like Catherine. And yes. Physical form of Catherine. Okay. Yes. Wow. This ghost has got a lot of powers. Dude, insane. What does he even, <laughs> why does she even care about this gem? She could be ruling the world right now. <laughs> this is the part where everyone's having this party. Everyone, it's, It looks like a Halloween party, but yes. it's a Mardi Gras party. It doesn't need to happen at a gym, number one. There's no gym aspect to this party, except- It's the, a great location. Yeah. I guess. It's his house. Right. And Ooh, I guess it's- nice. Liability. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's open to non-members, I suppose. Well, they're, yeah, they're trying to get new people to sign up. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, this Halloween Mardi Gras party happens. It suddenly becomes like a different movie because then this movie goes off. They had like 50 bucks left in their budget. They're like, we better spend it all. Yeah, well, lawyer <laughs> is off in the sauna making out with some 80s woman. I thought it was Priscilla. No, because she had dark oh. hair. This was a blonde. Oh, yeah. Okay. She gets hers later. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's making out with this random girl, and then he takes like wood to the back of the head, and his head just like kind of squeezes open. Yeah. And spills out on the ground. I was like, was that what you wanted to do, or oh, is that the only thing you could afford? Grody, <laughs> but yeah, it was totally nuts. Um, we see a character dressed as a Harley Quinn sneak into Michael's office to steal some files, but as that's happening, Laura, who is now not blind anymore. No, it was like a three-day thing. Like, walks in, is literally a foot and a half away from this person dressed as a Harley Quinn who sneaks behind like a cartoon, like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, behind the office chair, and I believe away. this was Priscilla. Yes, this yeah. was Priscilla. And um, then Priscilla runs out, knocks out Laura, and then takes the files to continue to sabotage Michael and then walks away. What period of, I said three days, but what period of time does this movie encompass? A week. One weeks, week. Four two, months. I have no yeah, idea. It's, in, it's, it's indeterminate. I would say a few days. Okay. If I had to guess. I would say a week. Tops, max. right? Yeah. Tops. So she's still blind. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was the it least was important thing. Mild chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so people are getting randomly killed. The cops decide to show up at this party. Like, we'll find out who did it because everyone's going to be at this party. Well, because someone was missing, right? They were looking. Oh, they were like, hey, the girl who got sucked into the locker. They're like, yeah, with well, no one's seen her in like three days, but we didn't think anything of it. Oh They're yeah. Like, and we found her car abandoned. They're just like, look, and I got a party, so could you quit with this downer shit? Yeah. And the cops are like, you know what? That's a fair point. And Lieutenant Fletcher just proceeds to like have a good time yeah. hanging out the juice bar, hitting on the bartender. I think he says there's a lot of bimbos here. I'm going to see if I can get one or something like yeah. that. And I was like, we know he's married. He's here to investigate a missing person report. Mm-hmm. Uh, does not slow him down at all. He did yeah. make some joke about killing his wife. Yes, earlier he did. Yeah, I was just like, oh, too bad she didn't get that. And I was like, God damn, dude. Yeah, he's brutal. So, but the, Divorce the, is an option. You know? yeah. <laughs> the bartender starts making him a fruit smoothie or something and then like puts her hand in the blender for no good reason. Well, she made a joke earlier about having her hand caught in a blender. Right, Chekhov's blender. It just seems to be... <laughs> it just seems to be how she uses a blender, which someone should have pulled her aside and been like, listen. You do not stick your hand in a blender. Whoa, 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 Debbie, no. Oh. Is unnecessary. I don't know who taught you to use a blender this way, but if your hand's going in there, you're doing it wrong, dude. Let's not even talk about, like, you know, uh, hygiene issues. Right. I'm not going to drink some juice, raw juice. You stuffed your hand yeah. in. Yeah. Or, worse, absolute worst case, take the thing off of the motor. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, and then it kicks on.
and the, some grade A acting takes place here. More blood than you can imagine spurting out of this thing yes. everywhere. Unless it was supposed to be like beet juice also. I couldn't tell if it was a mixture of oh, blood. Oh, I don't know. I assumed it was juice. all blood. I assumed it was blood. And the cops desperately pretending to take this thing off. And she's like, it won't come off. And he's like, oh, God, it's unplugged. What is going on? <laughs> the humanity. Somebody get help. And he's like, you are help. <laughs> and then it finally shuts off. He pulls it off and he's like, what the fuck? Like, kind of like just like, yeah. crazy. She's, she's dead. Oh, she's full dead. Now, and I mean this seriously. Would that kill you? No. I understand it would mangle your hand. You yes. would you would eventually lose blood. Right, but not to that die, fast. But not no. immediately. Okay. Maybe she passed out because of shock. Oh, no, right. her eyes were open dead. <laughs> okay. She was dead. <laughs> she was God. shocked awake. This movie, man. And then, then the, the freezer <laughs> right behind him. Explodes open, and we've got like an evil dead level of tunnel suction going on, and he gets pulled into the freezer, and he's just on his ass, and for whatever reason, I was like, did it suck him and glue him to the ground? Because he will not stand up no. for the entire entirety of this scene where he's getting pelted with pills and Pepsis and whatever's in there. I wrote supplements and fish. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it seems like he's, I don't understand the amount of damage these pills are doing. All right, cans, they can hurt, but a pill bottle? Mm, I, I think he's just being a little bit of a wimp. No, absolutely. That's what I mean. He could have got up and just I think he's taken out. off guard. He just watched a blender kill a lady and he just got sucked oh, into a in freezer. Shock. He yeah. might be in shock. We'll blame shock for everything. <laughs> and the frozen barracuda fish that John loves so much turns and starts laughing at him or something. It's so weird. And it launches at his neck and like chews through his neck. So that cop's dead. Yes. Um, David slash Catherine picks up Laura and takes her to the sunbathing room, the sun tanning room and ties her to a suntan machine and then like turns it on. Basically it's going to cook her alive. Yeah. He, this is like some James Bond villain shit or like, I guess he couldn't find a railroad track to tie her to like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Twirling the mustache. <laughs> so All right, stupid. Michael time to make a deal. Michael runs to the computer room finds pirate guys faces like mashed and mangled into nothing and dead. He looks on the computer monitors and sees Laura tied up in the suntan room. Right. So he goes to like open the room, right? And he can't open it. The door's locked. He jumps through the window, <laughs> like Axel Foley from Beverly Hills cop uh. level jumps through the window, smashes everywhere, unties her, pulls her up. That party doesn't miss a beat. No one gives a shit. He walks out with a girl who's been like blistered and sunburned and everyone's just like, cool. You think about signing up? Yeah, right? <laughs> if like, I were Michael at this point, I'd be like, fucking, you can have the gym. This place is definitely going, a yeah. cop just died in your freezer. Well, he doesn't know that, but yes. Like, so, it's, it's going out of business here. The uh, whole club's like on fire at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. people are dying left and right. It's not just, you know, two of our main characters. <laughs> our side characters and you know, extras yes. are all dying now. It's wild. Like, it looks like Stockholm from uh, Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Everything is just on fire. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> And so, like, this is all going on. People are dying. They send one girl into the bathroom, like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I think so. I think it's Priscilla. And then the mirror starts going, whoa, 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 and warping, and then, like, shatters out and slashes her face open. <laughs> it explodes her head open. It explodes her head open. I was that's like, oh, does. that's a new power. I haven't seen that <laughs> one yet. We saw the hand, so we knew it was possible, but yeah. not to the head. The no. mirror explodes and then explodes her head. So, at this point, that's I'm gonna, when... I'm going to need you guys to explain the ending to me, because I didn't understand it. It's basically Oh, Mark, if you David, didn't understand it, I had no chance of explaining it. Well, it's it's okay. So that's Michael, what she, Michael, that's what she gives yes. him the offer. Like, yeah, Michael has join the me in hell. Point. We'll be together forever. Right. So she's bartering with Michael. Join me in hell. And like he just decides not to. And then David starts writhing on the ground, fighting the spirit. Yes. And they think they kill her. 
But then he goes down to a control box and then he touches his shoe to a live wire and it fries her. And that's the part I don't understand. Okay, so this is what happens. <laughs> please, <laughs> please tell me, because that's what I gathered I, I was as like, well. Why is his shoe frying the system that is cooking this the is, dead This wife? is almost, you almost have it perfect. So he runs, after all this, he runs back to the thing because he knows David's possessed by Catherine, and he runs in, and she gives him the like the ultimatum, like, kill yourself, be with me forever and eternity in hell, and I'll let all these people Literally, go. Literally, in my mind, that's where the movie ends. Like, the <laughs> end, I don't need to know. The next five minutes is just gibberish. And, and she's like, she's like, you know, like be with me this is our family our nest blah 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 and he's just like no <laughs> so like everyone's life doesn't outweigh the fact that he doesn't want to die because his ex-wife or his dead wife is crazy um so she's like well then fine i'll take everybody down and he unplugs the power to the computer she waves her hand turns it right back on and then she starts making everything go crazy that's when like the fires start the machines are going nuts everything is going full chaos everyone's at this point like we've got to get the fuck out of here we'll try to escape panic the doors are locked they can't get out the front door all this stuff is going nuts david runs downstairs at this point to go mass turn off the computer by hitting it at like the main electrical point. And that's where he like takes his shoes, I guess to like insulate his hands from grabbing a live wire and grabs the live wire. I don't know what he was doing with it, but I think he was like by grabbing this wire and letting the electricity course through him, it shorts it out. Yeah, because it's shocking him as well as frying the system, which kills the ghost. Yeah, I but don't, doesn't kill supposedly, the ghost. Supposedly, right? yeah. Right, that wouldn't make any sense because she's proven that she doesn't need power to run these machines. She just waves her hands. Exactly. It's totally, it's totally an error in the script. But Find then, me Mitch Paradise right now. <laughs> he's got some splaining to do. What do you think Mitch Paradise is doing? At this moment, what is Mitch Paradise up to? I hope he's happy somewhere. Oh, he's, he's writing Death Spa too somewhere. You know, it blows my mind there is not like 20 of these movies. If, or a remake or like an he's writing continuation. A, he's writing a James Bond version at Jim. Goldfinger Jim. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but no, so after that, he undoes it and he's like, well, that did it. And he's like, oh no, everyone's still getting killed and burned alive. So he runs back up, meets Marv, Lieutenant Stone. And then he breaks in and that's where she's like, you'll never take me alive. I'll take them all. And then um, <laughs> that's what I guess they, sh- they shoot him. Like, how do they kill the ghost? This movie's giving me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Just end it. So anyway, like... Ghost dies, but then is not the dead. The ghost dies. And then like everyone is like, we'll get out this way. Although we never see anyone get out. So are we to believe that everyone burned anyway? Well, I think we, I, I gave this movie props for letting Marv live. You know, I was like, Oh, the black dude made it out. Awesome. Marv, Laura, and, um, detective stone, detective stone. I was like, Oh cool. And Michael, I was like, Oh, they're all alive. Yeah. And that's when they cut to the fried remains of David slash Catherine, who's literally just a skull with a wig on it at this point, almost. And says, nice try, Michael. Nice try, Michael. And then it freeze frames on the ghost face. And no, the eye explodes. Remember oh, the eye yeah. squirts yeah. at the camera, like real, like, one last good like ugh. and then yeah that's it and then smash cut to credits this movie by the way audience makes no more sense when you're watching it than we're explaining than when we're explaining it it is oh man it's yeah. a product of its time and cocaine what other store would this work in like i'm thinking like a grocery store they call it like Whole Foods, but H O L E. Oh my God! Oh, hell, Whole Foods. Oh, I like that. I like that. There was Michael's line before he grabs the live wire downstairs, though, to open up. I don't the, even uh, remember what it was like. All right, bitch, I'll show you fried chicken. 
Oh, that sounds... And I was like, I do not know what that means. No. I, I assumed like, it would be something like, time to fry this turkey. <laughs> I like that better. There's a million ways to do that, but all right, I'll show you fried chicken. I was like, I don't get it. The last no. act of the movie can be summed up as if you stick your hand inside a fruit mixer <laughs> and turn it on. That's what this this whole blend of everything is. just a mess. Yes. It's a, blend a bloody of mess. I would recommend it, though. I had a lot of fun with it. I think everybody should check it out. It's Ooh. a tight 130. Hard, okay. hard, hard disagree. Like, <laughs> one out of five, also one out of ten. It's just a solid one. John rather sign up to a space mission in space yeah, with oh, a leprechaun. Yes. I don't know if I would put a number on it, but I would just give it a recommended. Because it's so batshit, I think it's fun. I think if you recommend it and then put a number on it, it's going to basically discredit everything you <laughs> said. I just go watch it. That's all. Because it's say. it's it's a bad, terrible '80s horror movie, but it is a just insane like video romp. Yeah, but there's it would like I would give I'd say like 30 minutes of this movie are insane. The other 60 are just boring fluff of people. There's like dance numbers, aerobics. The, the weird lawyer subplot where it's not batshit anything it's just boring I'm just like what is what am I watching I'm minutes of my life that I cannot get back are ticking right what now what if it was just a video soundtrack where we just saw like the crazy shit play out with like the soundtrack playing no dialogue yeah. no story <laughs> like some sort of YouTube compilation I spent a lot of the time that you apparently were bored going oh yeah this is what everybody thought the 80s was <laughs> and like just reminiscing on that, it was okay. like, yeah, well, yeah. was they? I mean, that's what they thought the eighties was in the eighties. Yeah, they I wrote guess. that right. shit. But to your point, yeah, someone Stranger Things watched this and was like, this is going in the movie. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Yeah. This is this is representative of everything that happened in the eighties. Well, unfortunately, there is no death spot too. I, I tried to find if there was any information on it, but there's not. As much as I shit on this movie, if there was a death spot too, I probably would have watched it. <laughs> hey, w would you take this movie over? What do we do recently? Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. Oh, it's so close. It's so so close. But I actually would take Night of the Demons over this. Are you movie. kidding me? Yeah. Here's why. Here's here's why. <laughs> uh, because of uh, Slug Stooge Stooge Steve Stooge Stooge. Stooge. Yes, yeah, Slug. Because of Stooge, <laughs> I liked Stooge's stupid characterness, and at least I got some laughs out of that. There was m way more interesting characters in Night of the Demons yeah. than this. Also, where else am I going to see a greaser in 1980? <laughs> I like the kills in this way more than I like the kills in Night of the Demons. All right. I still enjoy leg warmers, so <laughs> I think I choose Death Spa just because I'm like, all right, leg warmers, there they are. Well, listeners, what do you think of Death Spa? Let us know on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and on our Twitter social medias. You can find more Grave Talk content at www.thegravetalk.com. We've also got a YouTube channel. I keep forgetting to mention that, but we do have some stuff out there also. Uh, let us know what you think of Death Spa. Do you prefer it over Night of the Demons? We'd be interesting to hear what you say. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Found in uptown.